Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He will have the reputation as a man of peace. That's how he gets on the scene. But behind the scenes, we discover this is a false peace. In fact, Daniel knew this. Daniel in 8.25 says of the Antichrist, he will be a master of deception and will become arrogant. And then, this man of peace, he will destroy many without warning. What will the Antichrist be like and how will he come to power in the world? Today, as Pastor Mark continues his look at the coming end times, he focuses on the role of the Antichrist as foretold in prophecy. The seven-year tribulation is going to be God's wrath on earth, and the Antichrist will play a big role in this. He will easily deceive many by claiming himself as an advocate and solution to world peace. Satan has always been jealous of God, and just as Satan has always wanted to be like God, so will he use the Antichrist to mirror that of the Messiah to the Jewish people. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he begins his message entitled, Grace and Salvation During the Tribulation. Matthew chapter 24. What comes to your mind when you see these statements? 666, the Antichrist, 144,000, 125 pound hailstones. The sea and the rivers are turned into blood. Every major city of the earth is destroyed. An army of demons torment men for five months. Try to kill themselves because of the pain. Cannot kill themselves. Well, if you know anything about the Bible, this is a picture of the tribulation. Today we begin in verse 15, and we actually go pretty much all the way to 25 verse 30, somewhere in that area where we'll get a picture of what's going to take place during this time. You turn in your Bibles to Matthew 24, 15. Jesus speaking, let's pick it up. So when you see standing in the holy place, which means the new temple in Jerusalem, the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. So here we have Jesus himself speaking about in the future the great tribulation. That's the last half 
of that seven-year period. He talks about a man, a human, called the Antichrist, who is empowered and possessed, he is possessed by Satan. He comes, he stands in the newly built Jewish temple, declares himself to be God, and hell literally breaks loose on the earth. Well, Jesus isn't the only one that talked about that. Hundreds and hundreds of years before, the prophet Daniel spoke about it. Daniel 9, 27, Vera, the ruler will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven. But after half this time, he will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings. And as a climax to all his terrible deeds, he will set up a sacrilegious object, in other words, an image of himself, that causes desecration until the fate decreed for this defiler is finally poured out on him. So Jesus and the book of Daniel, the Old Testament, and of course, Revelation, where we'll go today, tell us about this man, this human called Antichrist. In Matthew 24, where you're at, scoot on down to verse 23, and you'll see right there that Jesus even warns more about it. Look at At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. This is a picture, the reason Jesus is warning, because Satan is known as the great deceiver. And he tries to copy everything of God. During the tribulation, we will have a copy of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This copy will be called the unholy Trinity. You may want to write down the players. Here are the players. Satan is going to be the counterfeit of God. The Antichrist, the counterfeit of Christ. The false prophet, the counterfeit of the Holy Spirit. You see, everything that Satan does, he tries to mimic, he tries to outdo God. It's because he's jealous. He wants to be worshipped. After all, that's how he fell in the first place when he fell from heaven. Now, the word anti, well, it brings up different options in our mind. In the Greek, there's two meanings. You see those. Anti means opposite or against God. It also has another meaning, and both of these meanings apply, and we'll see that in the book of Revelation, instead of, in place of, seeking to replace God. Well, how does this Antichrist, this human, come on the scene? What is it going to look like when he comes? Well, remember, the rapture occurs. All Christians are taken to heaven. At that point, anything goes on the earth because the restraining force of morality was the church. It is gone. At that point, 
You can imagine maybe one and a half or two billion people leaving the earth this afternoon at one o'clock. The world would be in, what has happened? There's nobody on my street. There's six houses on the street gone. You go to work tomorrow and half of your department is gone or two people are gone. You go to school, three of their teachers are gone. The principal's gone. What in the world happened? There's maybe nobody in the White House. What happens? Well, you can imagine the man, the people are going, what? They're going to be looking for what? Peace. They're going to be looking for peace. Let me give you a scenario how it could work. Let's say at this time, a man arises and we know he's going to come from the revived Roman Empire, which is going to be over in Europe. And he comes to the scene and he says this. He speaks to the world. I can provide you with a home for everybody in the world. We have enough money in the world coffers to provide every single person with a home. You don't own a home? We can buy it for you. You're behind in your payments? We cancel it. No problem. We'll pay it for you. You have an apartment? You want a bigger one? Whatever you wish is, we'll take care of it. Second, you need a job. You just got laid off. Or you can't make ends meet with your job. We will guarantee everyone in the world $100,000 income, tax-free. We don't need taxes anymore. Third thing, you need health care? No problem. We have enough doctors, enough hospitals, enough wisdom to take care of it. We will give you 100% health care, no deductibles. Within 24 hours of an issue, you will be seen. If you need surgery, it'll happen. Now, is anybody getting interested? You say, that sounds too great. Well, wait a minute now. This is a deceiver. But the fourth one will be this. As the man stands, he says this. I can guarantee you world peace. There will never be another battle. Any of you that have sons or daughters in any part of the world, in an area that's dangerous, come on home. Peace has come to the world. I guarantee it. Do you think anyone would be interested? The whole world will be interested. That's not exactly, obviously, the scenario. But that's how it's going to happen. This man, the Antichrist, a human is going to come and he's going to unite the world. He's going to be incredibly intelligent, tremendously dynamic, very charismatic, awesomely powerful, but frighteningly evil and deceptive behind the scenes. Turn with me to Revelation 6.1 and let's take a look at how this man called the Antichrist comes on the scene. This will actually happen in our world. There are some that believe today he could even be alive right now. Obviously not exposed as yet, can't happen until the church is gone. Look at Revelation 6.1. I watched as the lamb opened, Jesus opened the first of seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, come. You see, this is the 
final chapter in the end of the world. It leads to the second coming. By the way, do we see the wrath of God today? No. Have we ever seen it? Yes. We saw the wrath of God at the flood. We saw the wrath of God when Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. But everything you see today, we don't see the wrath of God. This is caused by sin in a world that's just controlled by Satan. But in Revelation, added to that sin, added to all of that mess, is going to be the actual wrath of God. The holiness of God demands justice. You and I look all the time in the newspaper, and people seem to get away with whatever. And pretty soon, we just say, well, the justice system in this country, just this world is crazy. My friends, justice is coming. And every secret will be revealed. Well, as that happens, part of that wrath is an enemy that's against God. Look at verse 2. And I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Sounds good, but it isn't. Its rider had a bow, and he was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. That is a picture of the Antichrist making his debut to our world. Notice he comes without an arrow. He has a bow, but no arrow. What is that picture? It means he's going to come and form a peaceful government. He's on a white horse. There's going to be no warfare. He won't have to push his plan. People will just readily accept it. Now, since Satan is really the one that is empowering this man, he will have the reputation as a man of peace. That's how he gets on the scene. But behind the scenes, we discover this is a false peace. In fact, Daniel knew this. Daniel in 8.25 says of the Antichrist, He will be a master of deception and will become arrogant. And then, this man of peace, he will destroy many without warning. So that's Satan's role. He's always deceptive. So at the start of the tribulation, we know that the Antichrist will make a seven-year peace treaty in the Middle East. Something unheard of today. The treaty really is going to focus on one nation, the nation of Israel. He will ride his white horse into Jerusalem and bring initial peace between the Arabs and the Jews. Unheard of. Never has happened. And when he does that, he will say to the Jewish people, you always wanted to do this. You're free to do it. And what will that be? To rebuild their temple. You see, ever since 70 AD, the Jews had no way, if you're Jewish, to worship God. Of course, we know that Christ came, did away with that. The temple is now in the heart of men. But he will allow the Jews to rebuild their temple. Now, who could do that? Only a man of peace, a man of deceptive peace. So that's what we believe will indeed happen as that takes place. Now, How does that work? Well, the Antichrist appears as a friend of Israel. He allows them to do what they want. He appears to the Jews since they can build their temple. Listen, listen, see if you can get it. Vieira, listen. This Antichrist 
allows them to rebuild their temple. He's a man of worldwide peace. Who do the Jews think he is? The Messiah. If you go over to Israel today, if you go with us, you'll find people in the street saying, the Messiah, the man of peace, is coming. They will think that the Antichrist is the man of peace. He is finally the Messiah. Well, we know the Messiah came 2,000 years ago, but they're going to be deceived. But they won't see it initially. So while they're in there, we're going to see this temple. We're going to see the reinstitution of all of the Old Testament things again. Now, what happens? Midway through, one half year, uh, three and a half years into this seven-year peace, here's what happens. The Antichrist walks in, stops all sacrifices. Done. Finished. Set, puts his little image in there in the holies of holies and says to the world, worship me. I'm God. That's the abomination that, listen, causes devastation. Why? Because from that moment when he does that, he will begin immediately killing any Christian and any Jew he can find. The abomination that causes desolation, it will be hell on earth. That's the beginning of the second part of the tribulation called the Great Tribulation. Now, turn back to Matthew 24. Matthew 24, verse 15. Jesus spoke about this, and I think this is so huge for us. Jesus says, so when you see standing in the holy place, the Antichrist, the abomination where he declares himself to be God, that causes desolation. In other words, the world's going to be desolated because of God's wrath. Spoken up through the prophet Daniel, let the reader be confused. Is that what it says in your Bible? So it says, let the reader be what? Let him what? Understand. Understand this, guys. This is so huge. Notice that we can know how the world's going to end. What you're about to read, the Jews know the outcome. This is a sign for them. They will know. Picture yourself. Go with me today to Jerusalem. You're a Jew or a Christian. You said, Pastor Mark, Christians? You told me at the rapture all Christians go. Yes, but you're going to see that millions, if not billions of people become Christians during the tribulation. I'll show you how. But let's say you're in Jerusalem. Do you think this picture of the Antichrist setting up his image and saying he's God, do you think it will be on the newspapers and on your little uh, phones and on your web things anywhere? Do you think it will be there? It will be worldwide instantaneously. Now, if you're a Christian or a Jew in Jerusalem, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? If you're a Jewish person, are you going, this can't be the Messiah. This is a man claiming to be worship him and not God. He says he's God. So the Jews are frantic. Now they know they've missed it again. A Christian, he can't bow down to anyone but the true God. So what should they do? They're not left clueless. Notice what Jesus says. Look at verse 16. When this happens, if you're a Jew or Gentile and living in Judea, what should you do? Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. 
Let no one on the roof of his house go down to take out anything of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or the Sabbath. So what is that a picture of? It's God's grace. The Jews who have just said he's the Messiah, they're wrong. They're deceived. They're against God. These Christians that become Christians during this time have all this time in the tribulation, even before that said to you, when you gave a DVD or a CD to them, I don't believe that jazz. When this all breaks free, they become, well, they don't deserve it, but this is a picture of God's grace. So when that happens, we know that God's going to protect not everybody, but some Jews specifically. Now, where is he going to protect them? Well, there's a lot of different theories on this. We really don't know all of them. But the Old Testament kind of gives us in Isaiah a picture of one area. On our last trip to Israel, we visited this area. It's called Petra, and it's in Jordan. So what God is going to do, he's going to take these people. And notice, when this happens, here's another picture. As you move on, you can just see how huge this place is. He says to these people, when you see this on your little cell phone, it's probably about that big, it's probably in your forehead by then, whatever's going to happen. When you see this, don't go downstairs and what? Pack a bag. Go for it. Because you're going to be killed immediately. If you're, why does it say if you're pregnant, woe to you? Because you're going to be what? A little slower going for it. How about in the winter? Well, it's sloppy on the roads. Dangerous to get there. So the Spirit says to people, you go. And when you go, God's going to protect you here. A beautiful picture of God's grace. Now, why would they flee? They've seen des- desolation. They've never seen anything like this going to come. They don't even know what it's going to be like. How bad is it going to get at the three and a half year point onto the end of the seven years? How bad? Jesus tells us. Look right here in verse 21. For then... There will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. Just look at me for a moment. We know that during the tribulation, numbers of times, probably about one half of the world's population is going to be killed. Figure how many that people is. But that's not the extent of it. Look at verse 22. If those days, those three and a half years, had not been cut short, no one would survive. Every single living person would be killed. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. In other words, if they just went out past the seven years with the devastation happening, the Antichrist killing, Satan killing, God's wrath... Nobody would be left alive. Zero. 125-pound hailstones, sea and rivers turned into blood, all major cities destroyed, an army of demons tormenting men for five months, yet man cannot die. All of these things are yet to come in the tribulation. Today, Pastor Mark showed us what the earth will endure during the seven-year tribulation, Also, how the Antichrist will come to power. This will not be a fun time to be alive, but if we're in Christ, He promises to protect us from His judgment. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. 
or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. What is the Antichrist's plan for world domination and how will it be carried out? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will answer these questions as he prepares listeners for the end times to come. The Antichrist will be a master of deception, convincing many that he is the Messiah. Using a one-world government, he will attempt to bring something never before seen on Earth, world peace, particularly in the Middle East. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurting world a new hope he is given